0: Joining me right now to talk a little uh, college football, he covers college football for The Athletic, has a really good piece, kind of laying out some of the issues that some of these Power Five administrators are having to go through right now to figure out if there's going to be a college football season. Matt Fortuna joining me right now on CBS Sports Radio. Matt, it's great to have you on the show. Yesterday was kind of a scary day if you're a college football fan, especially of the Power Five with the Mac canceling their season. And now with a lot of talk about what sounds like an inevitability at the power five level. What do you think the next step is here?
1: Uh, I I think it's less a question of what the next step is and when that next step will happen. Um, The big 10 clearly has a lot of pause, right. uh, About moving forward. They put out a statement yesterday morning saying they're not going to get uh, beyond the acclimatization phase of, of training camp just yet, which usually is day three. And, which basically means you have to stay only in your helmets and not really do any tackling uh, when you practice at camp, which is kind of counterintuitive right to the idea of hosting a fall training camp. I mean, the University of Illinois, uh, their opener against Ohio State is on Thursday, September 3rd, and they were getting ready for day three of training camp yesterday morning when they got the news. And so they had to basically redo their practice plan because of this. Whether um, <laughs> there's been some new medical data that the rest of us are not privy to that said, hey, maybe we shouldn't tackle on – August eighth, uh, I'm unaware of that, but but I think it speaks to kind of the disjointed and uncertain nature with which much of the sport is trying to move forward, and it's going to be very very tough to do. The MAC obviously was a really really big blow. It came uh, three days after UConn had decided to cancel their season, obviously for different reasons. But we're now talking about thirteen out of one hundred thirty FBS teams, ten percent here on August 9th that have said we're not going to play football this fall. And uh, with the escalating numbers of the Big Ten, the number of shutdowns they've had across campuses before the student bodies return uh, for for in-person classes, uh, I think that is a very, very scary sight uh, for a lot of the people in charge of the Big Ten. You, You add in the fact that they have probably the most progressive commissioner among the Power Five conferences, and the fact that with their schedule announcement last week, having a September 3rd opener, uh, even with the, the built-in buy dates uh, and the leeway they decided to give themselves, uh, I think everyone's kind of waiting for them to, to be the first to make that call, uh, because they're the ones who are scheduled to play first. They're going to get, they're supposed to play on September 3rd. Uh, other conferences may not play until September 26th or October 3rd. So all eyes right now are on the Big Ten. And I think, uh, if and when they make that decision, the Pac-12 will immediately follow and it'll be a slow burger there.
0: So you think, it sounds like you think the decision inevitably is the Big Ten, uh, not necessarily postponing the season and and putting the dates in line with the SEC, but you think the Big Ten is, it sounds like you think they're going to cancel the season here at some point.
1: I would be surprised if they did it. Uh, Now, whether that means spring or no spring, I'm not sure. The MAC left that option open yesterday and... Hey, like, we're we're all football fans, right? We're all sports fans. We're all in this business for a reason. I know spring football, the idea of it is a foreign concept, but I I think you got to throw out tradition when when we're talking about anything in regards to the year 2020, that COVID-19 has upended so much of the way we we go about our business and live our lives. So, uh, in my personal opinion, yes, some football is better than no football. Is that feasible? I mean, these guys are having a hard enough time scheduling out among themselves within conferences conferences can they get the entire country on the same page this late in the game to have some form of an abbreviated schedule or, or season in the spring i know better than get my hopes up just knowing the way that the people who are in charge have gone about doing their business so far and i think there are a number of other considerations to take into account whether it's uh, olympic sports the nfl draft probably not moving their date uh, the number of players who have already opted out and will continue to opt out um the more and more uncertain that the idea of any form of football season in the academic year 2020-2021 looks, um, I, I think it's probably too late in the game to to, to get a spring season going. But I mean, I, you know, not to pat myself on the back, but I, I, much like Sean Frazier, and it's easy for me to say, as a media guy, I thought that was the only option they had for, for really much of the summer. If you look at the numbers around the country, I'm not sure why people were so dismissive of it. Dismissive of it, um, at least at the administrative level, the coaches have all said, "Look, we play spring football as if We're just going to be hitting each other instead of ourselves." Tell us when and where, and we'll line up and play. The administrators have completely kicked the can on this, and now we find ourselves in a situation where I'm talking to you here on Sunday, August the 9th, 22 days before the Big Ten opener, and the two teams that are going to play can't even tackle each other in practice yet.
0: Yeah, it's no it's pretty wild, no doubt. Matt Fortuna of the Athletic joining me on CBS Sports Radio. Um your article does a really good job, Matt, of I think illustrating the the you know just the difference in the calculus between the MAC and the Power 5 conferences and how how many more moving parts there are for athletic directors and conference commissioners at the Power 5 level. And how big an issue do you think The um the the player, you know, things like the proposed boycott of those Pac-12 players, things like the, you know, the the infrastructure of the quote unquote amateurism of college football crumbling down amidst the pandemic. How big an issue do you think that really is? Because it sounds like it is scaring some administrators out there.
1: I definitely would not dismiss it, whether you agree or disagree with with some of the concerns that the the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and and several other conferences players have put out there publicly. I don't think you could dismiss it. I think pre-COVID-19, college sports was at an inflection point. There was that fork in the road of name, image, likeness is coming. How is the sport going to embrace this? How are they going to maybe even try to legislate it? And what's that going to look like? We're in the, the era of player empowerment, of athletes' rights, and it's long overdue. Uh, we've seen it with transfer waivers, with immediate eligibility, and so forth. Uh, so I think a lot of this stuff w- was coming regardless of whether or not uh, the pandemic hit this country. And, and now that that has you know basically put an umbrella over everything in this country and the sport right now, um, the fault lines in the system are being exposed for an even wider audience to see. And one of them certainly is Uh, the power imbalance between coaches, administrators who are helping to run a billion dollar business that doesn't pay labor and doesn't pay taxes and the labor, the players who uh, I don't think they're getting a completely raw deal, obviously, if you're getting a free education, but, but certainly uh, there's no season without players. And uh, especially this late in the game, uh, when you look at all the collective bargaining that had to go on with the MLB, with the NBA, with the NFL right now and so forth, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, those players, you know they have a union. They have salaries. They can make their personal decisions whether to play or not. The players really haven't been counselled a whole lot, at least you know equitably enough. Throughout all of this, we've seen the letters that you know, depending on which one you read, would imply that no one wants to play this year. We've seen Trevor Lawrence and some other high-profile players tweet that we want to play and. You know, depending on on your personal beliefs, you could take that to mean, well, everyone wants to play. I I just don't think, I think it's very foolish to put a one-size-fits-all narrative on whether or not players want or don't want to play. I mean, me personally, if I were 18 to 23-year-old right now, I'd want to play. I wouldn't be taking this thing seriously. I know how I was as a college kid. I was not... I mean, I had a lot of learning and a lot of growing up to do, which is why ultimately they can't be the ones who who end up making this decision on their own unless they decide they don't want to play, which is perfectly fine. But I think the the timing of these uh, Pac-12 United, Big Ten United, Mountain West United, and so forth letters um, has definitely uh, thrown a wrench in some of the administrators' plans. And uh, I think it's one of a number of issues that are completely separate from the pandemic. That gives a lot of people pause right
0: now. Matt, one of the things you mentioned in your article, we got about a, a little over a minute here, um, So, but I wanted to touch on this with you. The angle of the donors, which is fascinating. I mean, it's an angle that you don't see in professional sports, but is intrinsic to college sports. How real is that threat of big donors unplugging support if a conference decides to cancel its season? I know a lot of big don- – I live in Texas. I know a lot of big donors to a lot of Big 12 schools, SEC schools down here who have been texting me saying, man, if there's no college sports, like it's a big part of their their soul when it comes to their alma mater that feels like it's being ripped out.
1: It's a good question, and I think that might be the most uncertain aspect of all this, which is part of the reason so many of these administrators do have pause, right? Um, I would imagine that the first Power 5 conference that pulls the plug on a season – will not be alone very soon. I think everyone else would do it, and, and that would take care of that problem, and you'd all kind of be playing from the same playing field, so to speak. I mean, it, it's not like, uh, you know, a Michigan graduate could, could say, well, I'm done with Michigan in the big time, when an Alabama graduate and, and the SEC ends up making the same decision. So I, I think part of it is if you're an administrator, if you're a president, a chancellor, an athletic director – a lot of that job is fundraising and keeping your constituency happy, which is why we've seen so many SEC athletic directors go around promising uh, lots of fans in the seats a month from now, as unrealistic as that sounds. Uh, and I think just the, the overall uncertainty, particularly during an election year, let's not beat around the bush, has is, yeah. is contributed to so many people being hesitant to, to make any move. But how big or how little would that be? It probably depends on what part of the country you're in. And even then, uh, I think you know, it, it's one of the great unknowns uh, if this were to happen.
0: Yeah, it's a huge week for college football coming up here with decisions that are going to be made. Matt Fortuna covers it for the athletic, does a great job. Matt, really appreciate the time. Uh, keep up the great work, and uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed that, uh, you know, hopefully college football at some point down the road here.
1: Likewise, brother. Thanks for having me.